Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Die Hards podcast on wearecavin.com. Delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt and on this week's show we're going to be looking back over all the results from the All-County Football League uh, which took place at the weekend. It was round four on the books. Um, we'll also be looking back or just bringing you the results from the Horland League final um, and at this point I want to point out that I was right. I made a prediction, Paul, before the league started that Mullahorn would finish in the top four. They did, in the Horland. <laughs> so I'm good, I'm good. My predictions are, are solid this year. I'm, all, I'm happy out with this one. Um, we'll also be uh, joined by Brian Donoghue um, after Cavan Ladies lost out to Wexford in the uh, Little National Football League Division 2 semi-final. Wo- sorry, the last of the Waterford. The goal machine beat them again. And uh, we're going to be just chatting about the um, the health scare out in Cross Keys and, and how it had an impact on Cavan's preparation for the Monaghan game. But, Paul, um, big news. I suppose we're starting Division 1 and, and up at the top end. Big news is Ender Flanagan didn't get a hat-trick. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm in an alternative universe. He only got a point, actually. He only got a point? Yeah. I, you see, I don't know. There's something There's something to miss there. Is, is it mind games? Yeah, maybe they're trying to lull him on and into yeah. a false insecurity. I did hear that that he's back in on the Cavan panel. Um, look, what I've been writing this week. Funny thing, I wrote a column this week, and then Mickey Hannon, who's who's sunned himself in Spain, <coughs> excuse me, wrote a similar column when I, unknowns to me um, about how club and county football. My column was basically that club and county football is almost incompatible at this stage. We talked about it on the podcast last yeah. week, and Mickey Hannon had a very interesting column about it. Anyone that. To picks up the cell we'll, we'll get to, to read it he talked about how different players with different physical makeups respond differently to training and he was saying that so many of the Cavan players would have been secretly de- delighted that that challenge match against me was called off because it's just work heaped on work and matches and training and it's it's just very very difficult for county players to get themselves right coming into this time of the of the, of the year and you're expected to go out and shine for your club. You're expected to shine for the county, and then you're expected to, to without really having very much rest time, you're expected to be on absolute peak form on the 18th of May. So, it's it's very difficult. It's Mickey Hannes Collins, well worth checking out on that. Mm, I look forward to reading that later on on today. Um, I suppose we'll start off in Division One. The first game, which was last Wednesday night, um, was Lara against Kings Court, and Lara winning that one by two points. That was a big, big surprise. Um, bits I had heard from it a bit of a change in the Lara team who's always full forward for Lara Paddy Rudden came out the centre half forward oh big change there now. Change, and, yeah. and apparently it was that when he wins ball now on the 40 he can hold it up that little bit longer to allow the runners to get up and then there's space so it, it looks like it's a, a new game plan by um, Jody Devine that Pay dividends straight away, but Jack McKenna, I think I mentioned earlier on, or on the team of the week on the Die Hard podcast last week, was phenomenal by all accounts. Yeah, so great win for Lara. That very, very important win because to lose that now would they would have been under the cash, but to pick up a win there now, every point's going to be important. Like, you, what, how many points usually keeps you up there? Maybe seven. Yeah, although when you're when it was four for a relegation playoff for fourth from bottom I think even seven wouldn't have you hold hold off so it's just hard to know it's six seven should keep you up in an ordinary league but this isn't an ordinary league because there's three spots going well two going down but three they're going to be dragged into relegation so yeah. um yeah as you said every every single point will make a difference um second game this was a brilliant game by all accounts, I'm sure. Brilliant for a neutral of the route. Balanya drawn with Castle Rahan. Balanya up by eight points at one stage and let Castle Rahan back into it. I thought, again, tweet of the week goes to Warrior, um, where he states, in fairness, at this point when Castle Rahan were being well bet, 
in fairness, Castlerahan are playing without a full team. They've only one mead man and one man from Kerry, and only <laughs> one Kerry lad on the team. <laughs> so I thought that was a brilliant. I better, better hear more from Warrior. Yeah, it's, it was a funny game because Balinha have now drawn three weeks in a row. So like they're going very well, but they, they haven't been picking up wins. But they were eight points up with exactly 15 minutes of normal time remaining and playing really well. David Finnegan had a mighty game. He scored 1-3. I think he got three points in the first half, he got the goal in the second half. Takes pressure off the brother. It does, yeah. I don't think Shane scored at all. But there wouldn't be much change out of that cast around full back line, I was thinking. Um, I don't know who was picking up Shane, probably Cooney or someone like that. And those boys don't give much away. Yeah. Um, and they're so physically strong. They remind you of Mayo a little bit in that they're so phys- physically strong, that back line, that they can play man to man and and it frees That's them right. up before they're up the field. But... Uh, yeah, eight points up. They were, they were absolutely cruising, and to, f- to be fair, Castellan dug back in and a um, couple of points. Mackey got a couple of points. Um, Brought on Ronan Flanagan. Yeah, he got a goal. So yeah. that came from a bad kick out and it was intercepted, and Ronan stuck it in the net. And suddenly they were back in it. Castellan actually hit the front. Ushin K- Shane Riley got two points. One was a free, and then Ushin Kieran k- uh, kicked the forty-five to put them in front. I think that was maybe 61, 62 minutes, and one last throw of the dice from Balanya. I think. I think it was um, Porrig Riley was fouled and Tom Moore yes, stuffed it that, over. Yes, that was it. And, and Moore, seen on Twitter. Moore pulled it over and it sounded like a cracker. Yeah, Balnear were very disappointed not to get the win, but um, they're setting high standards for themselves this year, Balnear. And, and they're setting a high tempo of a game that they that they seem to be able to dictate as well, which well, all bode extremely well. well, well Balnear have years. even when they won the championship, like when they won it that year, they only really had Niall McDermott as a county player that year. But what they had was loads of really good club players. Mm. Like you had, think about that to that year. Obviously, Park Riley probably was wasn't playing with Kevin. I don't think in twenty thirteen, but he had been playing for a good few years. But yeah. they had the likes of Thomas Moore, Kevin Smith, David Finnegan, uh, Niall O'Reilly, uh, Butsy Carroll. Mm. They were all really, really good club players. Like and yeah, Killian McBride, always a solid corner back. Like never, never lets any man get the better of him. Yeah, and Declan Beard went into nets in the middle of that championship, which was vital. Yeah, and he's been there ever since, yeah, and it's been yeah. very good. Yeah. So like the, the Ballyas still have that, and if you take the likes of Finnegan there and and Pee Wee, like they're they're class operators, like and mm. re- always get the job done at club level. Brought um, in young quality as well in Gavin Smith and and Kyle Tyler. And there's a good player. few, yeah. Barry Connolly there, wing back, has yeah. done very well too. Yeah. So Ballyas, I think, is one of the stories of the Cormac Timoney. Timoney seems to be. He seems to be on track for Cavan yeah. senior player in, in the next couple of years. They're one of the stories of the of the league so far. Mm. And then the other is Casaran, of course, the champions. It's starting to it's starting to become obvious that Casaran are going nowhere. Yeah, like, the <laughs> yeah. bellies aren't full yet. They're hanging in there. Like to have the bit of bite in them to come back from eight points down in a, in a game shows that Casaran still have the bit between their teeth. They've they've got good continuity there. Kyogen is back in. Casaran are going to be right there again. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 usually going nowhere is a negative, but in this term, is most definitely a positive yeah. that they're, they're going to be still around top of the pile. Um, third game was Gauna against Rammer. Thirteen points to Rammer, eleven points to Gauna. Um, I, I had heard nothing about this one. Had you any info? Yeah, well, uh, Rammer won the game thirteen eleven. I suppose that's a that's a battle of two of the big guns there. Definitely two top five teams. Very little in it. Um, Rammer almost got a goal, which would, probably would have put the tin hat on in the last minute, but Ronan Bannon and, and David Phillips kept that out. And eventually Rammer got the last point from Shane Cole. He came on as a sub, but he's been coming on in all the games and, and doing well. It was, it was at, There was three points in at the halftime. Um, yeah. Rammer winning 7-4 at halftime. So run, run you through the scores, I suppose, quickly. Um, Finn O'Brady got a point for Garner. Robbie Fitzpatrick got a point. Kian Madden got three frees. Oshin Pearson got four points, one free. And TJ Fitzpatrick got two points. Uh, on the Rammer team, Jack Brady, again playing centre-half, got three frees. Uh, Larry Carfrey got a point in the middle of the field. Cadden got a point. Cod Maguire got four points from play, which was a standout performance. He's been playing really well. So yeah. Like most, they were looking through the teams. Um, Connor Madden came on. Um, most Both teams seemed to be more or less a full strength. Edo Cole only came on for Rammer, but... Connor Bradley. Connor Bradley was playing full forward and got a point. Ben Smith came on. James Brady was playing. Um, mm. Obviously, Brian, o- Brian O'Connell was missing. When he's out for a wee while with a broken jaw. But 
um, the, most of the main men were playing. So uh, Barkey, I suppose, wasn't playing. He's been he's been, been missing for a while. Um, but McEnroe is away, I think. But it's close enough to what we're going to see with Rammer and Gary in the championship. So interesting that Rammer have laid down the marker there. Yeah, we we seen um, actually a couple of weeks back. I was meant to bring it up, but well, four weeks back, I think it was Mullahorn played Gowna in a reserve league game over in Gowna. But one of those moments that I I love to see is father and son playing. So Kieran Brady and his son uh, Finnan, is it? Yeah, uh, we're playing on the same team for for Gowna that day. So. Great, great moment in that I think only is unique to the GA. You don't see it in other sports, but great, yeah. great to see that one. So yeah, well that's done. brilliant when you see that. Yeah, Rammer United uh, still flying there. Calvin Gales absolutely um, put one over. We've said this a good few times on on the podcast. When Calvin Gales are beating you, they they can beat you by thirty points as easy as beat you by ten or or two. You know, once they get on top of you, they just are, are ruthless. Three twenty to five points I think from this one just looking on Twitter that um, there were nine points to nil up they were actually um, cruising by half time I don't think Killigary scored in the first half at all yeah <coughs> it was an absolute hiding now I have to say looking through the Killigary team sheet there's a lot of boys missing a lot of boys missing yeah. a lot of new fellas there that, that <laughs> I wouldn't be that familiar with uh, Martin Riley was playing alright but there, there were a lot missing Like looking through the Gales <coughs> I'm wondering I'll run through the Gales team I'm wondering is is this the Gales team that we're going to see in championship? Obviously, Shawnee Johnston wasn't there, um, and Martin Dunn wasn't playing. But it, we're starting to see a shape on this Gales team now. The, um, Kieran Flynn was in nets. John Fortune, Evan Fortune, Sean Higgins, the full back line. Barry Fortune, Niall Murray, and Michael Veal. Um, oh, Luke, yeah. Luke Fortune and Luke Malloy. Kevin Meehan, Andy Graham, and Paul Graham. Keenan Donoghue scored one four. Vinnie Coyle six points, and Mickey Ling three points. And they brought on Park Sexton, Dylan Malloy, Sean Fitzsimons, Leon Smith, Jermaine O'Rourke. They have, they are trying to blood new talent there. Yeah. There's f- five or six. Well, young V, that's the first start I've heard on, on a senior team for him. He, a former county minor captain. Yeah. Um, you know, they definitely are. Look at, they're in transition. And it's it's just, it'll be interesting to see, can these younger boys, with the mix of experience, um, can can they break through? Levi Murphy not playing there, was he? No, I haven't seen his name, his name. Declan Meehan wasn't listed on the team sheet I've seen. He, um, I haven't seen Levi's name in any of the games yet. Dara Sexton I haven't seen either. Um, right. Yeah, few few names still you'd imagine to come back. Martin um, Dunn obviously wasn't playing there and, and Shawnee Johnson. Andy Graham. Andy was playing. Wing back. No, he's playing wing forward. Oh, he wing scored forward. one one. Yeah. So interesting that Kevin Meehan is playing as a forward there. Yeah, you'd imagine that's tactical. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would maybe he picked up Martin Riley. He would maybe lined out as a forward and drop back on Martin. I'm not sure, but um, I, I wouldn't. That's I'd two be, games in a row that he's he's lined out at wing forward. Yeah, well, he can play anywhere. He's 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 good enough to play anywhere. But I, I think cornerback's his best position. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, well done, Calvin Gales. Coot Hill were taking on uh, Lacken. This was a big, big game um, in the in the the premise of the league because Coot Hill had one win um, against Mullahorn and, and in need of points. Lacken with no points on the board. Finished off a draw, one twelve to fifteen points. Yeah, Niall McKerna scored six points, one free for for uh, Lacken. But the big talking point in this game was there was a massive row at the end of the game. I was going to say there's no love lost between these two. There's not. There's not. There's all, there's been bad blood going back probably to the intermediate, intermediate final. final. That's right. And that, that's. I think that was 2012, was it? Um, or possibly 2014. Yeah. It was around then, but there's been bad blood there, and I I think uh, it spilled over big time at the end of the game. Now it, it was pretty serious. Like there was two players brought to hospital. One player was unconscious. Oh my god! Didn't yeah. hear this. Yeah, it was pretty serious. Now it was a. By all accounts, there was a serious melee went on. So, look at these things happen in football matches, but you don't like to hear of of, um, of no. fellas being brought to hospital or anything like that. Though. Like there was at least one fella knocked out. So, um, I didn't hear who was the aggravators or anything like that. But um, that's yeah, it, it it's one of those. And do you know what I always say? That this the game was in Coot Hill, but if there's a place that a row is hard to stop. It's in Coot Hill because there's there's the one little funnel that, that all players have to come out of. You know, it, it's nearly it's it's got the potential for flashpoints there. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually. And that I mean that 
those sort of factors do contribute to rows. Like, and even the proximity of the subs and stuff like that contributes to rows and the crowd. But um, interestingly, I was talking to a lacquer man and I said to him, uh, I said, I've been on the podcast and don't know who's been raving about this guy called Shane Sexton that's playing full forward. And this lacquer man I was talking to was a very good judge of football and wouldn't be a man for overstatement. And he goes, he's good. He's, yeah. a, he's a good player. He said, I went and asked someone after the game who he was. So he scored one, two. Scored one too. Yeah, like so. he's he's in serious scoring form mm. at the minute, and for he a young lad, some beautiful scores. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to send out the, the cavalry to see if we can twist his arm to play a bit of county. Speaking of the, of the cavalry, here's one for you. Uh, a, f- a cult hero, we'll call him, uh, made a comeback after about five or six years out of football um, at the weekend. In in not yeah. a selector. Well. A selector with the lacking team. <laughs> yeah. No way. He played junior, junior football at the weekend. <laughs> That's Tre- dangerous. Trevor Crow. <laughs> That's dangerous. Trevor hasn't played um, since the year they won the intermediate, That's which right. I think was 2012. It could have been, although for some reason I don't. I I, I think it was a little bit later because we. No, it was beat, later. It yeah, was. we beat Coot Hill in the semi final. In 2011, I, I remember 20, dragging down Enda Hessen to, to win that game. There were no black cards back then, but it was uh, so. And I, and I, I actually think it was t- time. I think it was 2014. I think it was. I think it was 14 because so Trevor hasn't played since that. He got injured in the Ulster Club against the Monaghan Champions. I think it was Donnemayan, possibly someone like that, and um, he hit a shoulder injury. He hadn't played since that, but now he's back. He's been up with Lack and he's been training, and now he's back playing with the juniors. And I said. Stranger things have happened. You could see that man lying out. He's forty this year, but I mean, he's in, he's always been in very good shape. You could see him lying out on the, on the Lacken senior team yet. Yeah, I mentioned. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the Hessen seems to be coming back to, to yeah, form. Yeah, Hessen played well. He played well. Yeah, and and um, and as you said, Shane Sexton looking through it. It it, it looked like it was tit for tat the whole way, like a point in it and and an equaliser, a point in it, an equaliser. Um, a name that's come up here, and I I, I think I'm right in saying that. Father son combo played for Coot Hill. Killian McGahan is is Barry McGahan's son. That's at senior division one level. That's serious. Well, if you look at that full back line for Coot Hill, you've Barry McGahan, McGahan and Alan Corn. Now, I I think Alan Barry, out in the full back line. Yeah, I think Barry is about forty two, at least, isn't he? I'd say so. He is, and I'd Alan so. Alan Corn must be forty anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan's definitely fair to the two lads. They're in great shape. It's <laughs> yeah. great to see it. Yeah. It is fantastic to and see. And at it. that top level, like playing Division One football, that's and, and it's some achievement. Holding their own. Yeah. <coughs> so Fair. if you if you look at if you look at um yeah, Shane Sexton got the goal for, for Goodhill. Mark Mullen is back and he he scored three from play and a free. A dangerous forward. And the Hessen got four points, one forty five and three frees. And the lacking team, Ray Galligan was was floating in between midfield and full forward. Um I think he was puffing a wee bit at one stage, but uh, all the reports I heard was that he played really well um, and he got five points two frees um, Niall McKernan six points one free Stephen Brady a point Michael Shanahan a point so um, again yeah. good enough spread of scores there in yeah, fairness yeah Look, that, that's always a, that's always a full blooded game like in a good hill yeah. town against country the final game in division 1 in the Kieran service station division 1 all county football league was Crushlaw against Mullahorn very little to talk about here <laughs> because Crushlaw Absolutely dominant, uh, 219 to three points, and some very, very good displays by, by Crush Law. I thought James Smith in the middle of the field, um, that man can rise. Like He's got jets in his feet to, to just come up and hold up when everybody else has fallen. There was one, I was on the bank, it was in Kinelec, and I was on the bank on the opposite side, um, and there was one... I think it was a free or a 45 that Mullerhorn dropped in onto the square, and everybody jumped. Like, the square was crowded. Everybody jumped. And literally, while everybody was jumping, somebody just kept on rising. It was James Smith. And I, I was saying to Michael Hannon, who was at the game after, that at one stage from my angle, his his knees were above the crossbar. You're looking going, How? no, that can't be possible. What way am I looking at this? But he just kept rising. It was a phenomenal jump. And that was from maybe two steps you know as in it wasn't as if he ran 10 yards and elevated up he was inside the small box when he when he caught that ball yeah I like I really read him um, and he scored a goal that you'd like usual plunder through the middle only he'd get a goal before the end of the league <laughs> <laughs> plunder through the middle just pure power 
good pace, direct running, and he can finish. And he can finish. He just yeah. he he blasted this one now. Just left the the Mullerhorn keeper with no chance. But that that typical goal you can picture it in your mind's eye because he's done it so often on the rage, and he, he done it again at the weekend. Crush um, a big talking point too. They're they're very. That's a very exciting Crush team. Looking through it, like they've got. An embarrassment of riches there. Ah, they've got speed from everywhere though. They're they're they're, they're so athletic, you know. And and they have, you know, up front Stephen Smith for me and Brandon Boylan, a, a phenomenal wee talent. Like Brandon yeah. Boylan covered every blade of grass and never put a foot wrong on the ball. You know, yeah, he's well coached. Yeah, he's but they've, they've probably got they've probably got fifteen county players there at the, like in various age groups. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, they've, they've fourteen. The 14 players between County on the 20s and County Senior. Yeah. And then they're bringing on uh, Levema Boylan coming on, Keen Boylan, like they're on the no, 20s. Brandon Boylan isn't on the Cavan on the 20s. I don't understand that for me now. I think he's he's definitely worth a look. Um, yeah. I've seen him a couple of times now and, and he's been he's been exceptional. So, But um, yeah, I, I thought Darren McVitie played, he wore six but played wing back and... and Played very well, you know. I like to see county players playing well, and he was he stood out. Um, Connor Rehill was wearing three, but playing more of a kind of an attacking role. It wasn't that we brought somebody out, but he he, he lined out somewhere up the field a bit further. Um, but John Cook in the fullback line, Paddy Riley, like is littered with with very very strong players, very good athletic ball players. On the Mullerhorn side, though. Huge amount missing, you know. It, it was, it, it the the Division One league is taking its toll on Mullerhorn in terms of injury, and you know probably missing eight players, yes, or against uh, Castle against Crushalaw that had played last year in the in the championship final. You know, too many for any team to be missing, mm. and and definitely when you're talking about key players like Paul the Gunner. Um, End O'Reilly, Cormac O'Reilly. You know you're 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 struggling at that point. Absolutely. But it's um, look at hopefully it'll it'll improve, but it's it's not it's not a good start for Mullerhorn. It's, it's got to turn around fairly soon because they're working exceptionally hard. They just got to keep on working. Um, so the All County Football League Division One table sees Crushalaw out in front now. They have uh, seven points from the four games, and then a pack of three chasing them: Cavan Gales, Rammer, and Castle Rahan, all on six points. You know, it's it's like predicted. You're you're at a, a quarter point in the table, but it's exactly what you'd have expected. The top four teams, I think, as you called them, are all in the top four positions. And what, what, what position are Garner in now? Garner in fifth. That's my top five. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I uh, thank you. The only thing that I will point out is that Cavan Gills are technically ahead of Rammer at this point. On score difference. Everyone knows that. And then at the bottom end of the table, it's Mullerhorn on one point and Lacken on one point. Um, Lara and Killigarry on two and Coothill on three. So th- it's, it's tight at the bottom as well as tight at the top. We know the potential of Cavan boys and girls, men and women, and we value how the GAA unites our tribe. We don't run from where we're from. This is our home. We are Calvin. We believe. Not everybody's lucky enough to be from Calvin, but for 100 euros, you could be lucky enough to win a new house in Dublin. All profits raised will help fund the Calvin GAA Polo Ground Centre of Excellence. Go to www.winningdublin15.ie to learn more. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 433 0111. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. 
Um, moving on to the Romar Energy All County Football League Division Two. Um, stop me if you've got any updates on these ones or any any scores from them. But Cornerfin took on Swanland Bar three eleven to Cornerfin, which is twenty points, and two sixteen to Swanland Bar, which is twenty two points. Uh, a massively high scoring game, yeah. obviously there. Go McKernan. What did he score? Out of two sixteen, I'm going to say maybe. I'm going to give him a goal. I think he got a goal in my head and six. No, he, no, but he scored more than your your combined tally there. He scored ten points. Ten points. Yeah, brilliant. unbelievable. Like, just just go out ten points in a league. Yeah, why not? Like, <laughs> yeah, McGovern. That's the young fella that was coming through in the Darren Creek yeah. team. Yeah, he yeah. got one one. Um, Rory Corn got three points. So look, when when Swatter are full strength, they're a decent outfit, especially going forward. Um, yeah. On, on the Corner Fan team, Aegon Smith got one two, James McGarren got one two, and Barry Doyle got seven points. So um The usual scores. In fairness, as in Barry Doyle, seven points, he, he's he's always uh, he's a, yeah, he's always good for five, six, seven, eight points, like or more in times, but like it was two eight apiece with twenty minutes to go and then Corner Fan got a goal, but um Swad finished very strongly. They got six six points in the last eleven minutes, so um again the league three goals it's unbelievable it's unbelievable yeah. Swan and Bar's um, goal concession and we've said this before but they've 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 tried to rectify it like when they came up to Mullerhorn last year but I think that was a one off that they played Blanket. really defensively that right. night because okay. but I mean then again would you rather win the game 7-6 or would you rather win a 2-16 to 3-11 it sounds like <laughs> a fun game to play <laughs> that's in as well. exactly it so, yeah that's true one. That's true, but yeah, good win for Swan and Bar. Second game was Baileyborough against Butler's Bridge. And I think that this on the form was a bit of a surprise. Baileyborough beating Butler's Bridge, considering Butler's Bridge beat Lara or Lavi the week before. Um, 15 points to one goal and nine. I think at half time, Butler's Bridge were ahead in this one, 1 5 to six points. So a, a good, a really good comeback from Baileyborough. Um, as the second half seemed to roar on, they, they tore out of the traps. It must. It looks like it was a strong wind because Butler's Bridge didn't score for the first, I think, seventeen or eighteen minutes of the of the second half. It was actually twenty minutes in in the second half mm. when they scored. So yeah, pa- Patrick Phillips got a very good goal just before half time. He finished with one four, um, and that 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 got them on their way. Like they were going pretty well at that stage, but. Like Billy were, were missing Rory Farrell a free taker that's right but they did a very good spread of scores Brendan argue two points Peter Clark on a point Reese Clark two points Paul Hanley four Damien O'Reilly a point Gary Daly a point Connor Noon one three and Brolin Park Noon um, got a point Connor Noon one three mm. never heard of him I don't now. know him that's a new name to watch out for yeah and then uh, on the bridge, on the bridge side, side did Fergal Flanagan back I think um, yeah Fergal was back um Andy McConnell, Paddy Flynn, Jeremy McCurry, Shane Lady, Fergal Fanning, and Declan Callan. That was the back line. John Fitzpatrick got two points in the middle of the field. Um, Paddy McPhillips won four. Darren Fitzpatrick came on and got a point. Um, Nolan Phillips came on again. Speaking of the, of the, the veterans. Veterans. Fair play to <laughs> him as well, keeping the good fight going. Still no Queeveen just yet. No, he, he'll transform them, you'd imagine. You'd imagine so. And the two ladies as well as Peter Connerty. A few few more to come back. So. Um, I'm sure there's more to come from Butler's Bridge. Lavi bounced back from the defeat to Butler's Bridge by beating Drum Lane, 17 points to one goal and 10. Um, Lavi needed, you know, Lavi, I think, are looking for promotion this year, which is a little bit, well, not that it's a little bit strange, but they seem to be definitely going hard for the lead or for the league, and they need to. They so need they're going to be missing players later on. Yeah, that's what I what I've been told, and that they're really going hard to get points at this stage while they have all the players because there's fellas going away and stuff like that. So Shane Tierney, captain, he got eight points. Um, so I think right. he had a, he had a couple of performances there. Where he kicked a good few wides, um, but he got eight points. So he, he's in tip top form there. Yeah, um, moving on then to Cuhullins who took on Shercock. I think this would go down as an upset. Three ten to Shercock and eleven points to Cuhullins. Um Like Shercock, we know one their day. Very very good side. I suppose it, in honest terms, it's, it's senior against intermediate. But for some reason, I'd have thought Cuhullins would have been close to Shercock. Or yeah, Shercock are going well though, and and um, they're when they have their full team, they're they're a very good team. The problem is, I think they don't have huge depth in the panel. But when yeah. they have everyone and everyone fit, like they're they showed that the year they won the intermediate, they got a good run at it, got everyone fit. 
and really hit form when it mattered. And like they stayed in senior last year, and a lot of people were predicting them to be relegated, including me. So um, they gave two fingers up to all the critics there, and there, there's a good bit of there's a good bit of um, resilience to them as well. Yeah, Cuhullen started well enough in this game, led three points to one. Shercock banged in two goals and, and three points for Sher- for Cuhullen's next one. Uh, looking at the names through the, the score. Brian McGee, on, this is on the Cuhullens Twitter feed, Brian McGee uh, seems to be popping up with a f- good few points from play, and Evan Dowie, very, very accurate from freeze as well, so nor- normal stuff there, but well done to Shercock, that's a, a really good win as they continue to rise. Killing Care backed up their their victory against Baileyborough with a victory over Beltorbet. We've said this before, Beltorbet are very, very hard to beat, and they scored 16 points on them um, to, to Beltorbet's 1-8, that was well, it was away. I'm not sure where the game was actually played. The game was played in Drumlane, actually. It was in Drumlane, right. Yeah, um. Big win for Killing Care. You know, uh, coming up, something similar to Balanya playing Division 1, Killing Care playing Division 2 is going to help them in the Junior Championship. And they're, they're picking up wins in it against good opposition. Yeah, that's that's a good win. Like I know it's technically not a home game either for, for Pultorba, but it's, it's certainly an away game for for Killing Care. So a great win for them. Um I did pick up a few details on it, um, but I'm trying to remember them. I know Peter McKay wasn't playing. Jason McMahon had a brilliant game in the middle of the field for Killing Care. I think he right. scored four points. You'd know all about him. Yeah, yeah. great um, talent. Conan McGinley played pretty well at full forward for Bilthorbet, but I think Bilthorbet in general didn't were lacklustre on the day. That was the word that was used to me. So um, Emma Fitzsimons scored eight points, I think, six frees for, for Killing Care as well. So um, yeah, very good win for Killing Care. Here's the... Here's a result I didn't ever think I'd be reading out. Knockbride three seventeen, Arva one two. Yeah, Arva were missing an awful lot of players. Um, they were missing a huge amount of players uh, for that game. But Knockbride just clicked on the day. But I think Arva Arva were very weakened. But Knockbride are coming. So it's just probably a sign of the times. Arva have certainly slipped a bit. And, and Knockbrider on the right. Or, yeah, Knockbrider are coming. Half time two ten to no score. Mm, yeah. You know, that it's it's a massive a massive disappointment there for Arva. Getting one two obviously in, in the second half, but still allowing Knockbride to score one seven. You know, that's good good scoring on both halves by Knockbride. You know the talent that they have up front anyway, you know, between McCabe and, and, and Jordan and Smith that they've they're they're going to they're gonna always get scores but I didn't see them just running a riot like that on, on, on Arva. They just clicked in the good weather like they're they're again, I'm looking forward to that junior championship this year. Yeah. Like there's two teams we're after talking about killing Karen Upbride alone that are that are going really well. Yeah, well looking at the table, um the Romar Energy all County Football League Division Two table at Shercock on top with Lavi six points um, for both sides. Now Shercock still have a game in hand; they're undefeated in that table. Um, their game against Den was called off, um, as was Bally Hayes's, who are on five points with three points with three games played as well in second slash third position. But um, the race at the at the top end is still looking good. At the bottom end, it's Arva with no points. And they're closely followed by Swanlinbar and Beltorbet with two points each. So it's um and in a very congested middle with teams from the eleventh position up right up to um right up to t- fourth position between three and four points. So that division two table is very much alive. Going on through division three sorry, yeah, into the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Limited, All County Football League Division Three, Corla taking on Mount Nugent, 2.15 to Mount Nugent, 3.5 to Corla. Um, that, was a clo- that was a close game. Mount Nugent got a real scare there. They, they only added on a couple of points in injury time at the end of it. Um, Corla, Corla, early on, Mount Nugent were winning by, by six points and Corla came right back into it and um, got two penalties in the first half, I think, and at halftime there was nothing in it. Um, now, I know Kieran Carfrey came up with some good points and, and Rehill, Adam Rehill, as well, but Corda were very good, and Kevin McGovern was a player that really sh- stood out. I think he, he got one three from wing back. Right. So, um, Corda signs signs of improvement there for Corda. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Ballymacue were taking on Drummalee in Drummalee and got the victory three fourteen to one eleven. Getting very high scoring game. I think Drummalee down a few players on this one. 
Um, but Ballymacue continuing their march and, and one of the teams you'd, you'd be expecting to, to stay around the top end of that table they seem to be looking looking in good form Fitzsimons is no doubt uh, or Kiernan's and, and Fitzsimons is all getting onto the scoreboard uh, Kilishandra easily enough dealt with Kill 318 to 2-8 um, Kilishandra seemed to have developed consistency anyway in their performance that's another high scoring game for Kilishandra 318 on any day is a is a phenomenal score and you'd have expected them to get the better of Kill who um, who are up and down I suppose in the league so far yeah yeah no Kilishandra are, are going great guns to be to be fair to them like they're we almost forgot about them when we were previewing the Division two, 3 League at the end. I think you just remember, kind of remembered them at the end. I wouldn't like to listen back to that now. No, they're, 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 they're flying. They seem to be getting the numbers back and um, having good options there. Like Aaron Brady got four points for them. Shane Murphy got a goal. Shane Riley got four points. Keane Sweeney got two points. Daniel Luby won one. Owen Brady, two points. Conor McGarty, three points. Ryan Brady, come on, got one, one. Paddy King, come on, got a point. Hell of a spread of scores there. back. That's a that's a big help to them. Yeah, yeah. No, like they're they're pretty strong up the middle there now. Like Masterson is a good goalkeeper. You've Daratay at full back. You know you've you've Tomas Riley still still there as well. So mm. they're 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 a f- decent outfit now, Kilchandra. Definitely are. Um, your beloved second, I suppose your mistress, we'll call her right. Kildallan, pick up a draw against Drung. Um, so one fourteen apiece. I think that's a, it's a good result actually that considering the form that Drung's been in. Yeah, last minute point from the man himself. This is the podcast about the veterans. Dahi Neary. No way. Come on, I think he fisted a point to get the, the equaliser for, for Kildallan in the last minute. Ryan O'Reilly, or Ryan O'Neill played very well apparently. Yeah, Ryan O'Neill put up a huge score. I think it was maybe, um, he scored something like eight or nine points. Right, phenomenal um, stuff. Yeah, so, um, oh look, Kildallan are... Kildallan are inconsistent as well like that. And if your if your mistress is inconsistent, your your wife appears to be when Red Hills were beaten one nine to Shannon Gales three uh, nine goals win games. We we always used to say on the Gaelic football views, um, and and Shannon Gales can pick out the goals here. Any reports? Yeah, it was just just um, Shannon Gales were much the better side from what I heard. Now Red Hills were missing a few, but they, they weren't as weakened as they had been. Packy was playing full forward. Um, Looking through the team sheet, Cormac Brides come on, Tom McCormick come on, Martin Walsh. That's going to weaken the team. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, make it clear you're talking about Tom. There. Tom, yes, not Cormac Brides. No. <laughs> um, uh, Sean Martin got four points. Niall Martin got one two. They top scored for it is, but good, good wee footballer Sean Martin. Ah, he is. I like him. Another player I'd like to I'd like to see a bit more of because at underage he was electric. You know, really good, intelligent player. A lot of speed to him. Can use the ball well and can score. Yeah, very accurate. On the on the Shanigales team, Nevin O'Donnell got one three. He was their top scorer. Ronnie McCaffrey got one one. Um, Aaron O'Hara got a point. Shanigales are going really well. Again, that junior championship is going to be an absolute minefield. Yeah, without a doubt. Munch Connacht were taking on Maharad as a local derby and came away with a, a, a very comfortable victory, 318 to 7 points. And in the final game, Drumgoon taking on Templeport, a huge score racked up here. Drumgoon 225, Templeport 310. That's some scoring now. Yeah. I tell you, I don't care what you say, that's worth a tenor's entrance any day. Absolutely, absolutely, and that sort of weather. But I can just imagine Keith Fannin scored nine points, and I can just imagine the exhibition that Fannin would have put on in those conditions with his ball striking. Um, yeah, I mean they say they say class is class is permanent, and he is Form's really temporary. a classy footballer. Yeah, without a doubt. So it means that at the um, in the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Limited All County Football League Division Three table, it's Ballymacue and Kilishandra sitting on top with four wins from four, closely followed by Drung with three wins and a draw from the four games. Then down at the bottom end, Mahara have zero points from the four games. Corla, Templeport, Kill, and Red Hills all have two points from four games. So it's a. Uh, it's close at the bottom there, but there's still plenty to play for at the top um, in that All-County Football League Division 3. Moving on, Mullerhorn St. Joseph's, as I said um, earlier on, they finished in the top four of the Hurling League. 
um, as predicted on this podcast. But they picked up the the league title, beating um, East Cavan Gales two twelve to eight points. So good yeah. good win for Mullahorn St Joseph's. Probably expected to win it, but the important thing is extra games for these guys. Yeah, they, they were winning one five to four at half time. The Jack Barry did most of the scoring um, for for East Cavan Gales. I think he got he got. Oh, right. Seven out of their eight points um, on the on the Mullerhorn side briefly. Um, Derek Dalton got ten frees. Uh, Finn O'Reilly got a goal. Anthony Shorten got one one, including the penalty, and James Coyle got a point. So, um, solid win for for the St Josephs. Yeah, definitely. Well done to them, and and, and congratulations, congratulations to all involved in the Horland because, as I say, it got extra games at a time of year when lads are usually not picking up the the stick or the ball at all. So, it's uh, it's good to see that thriving. Moving on, um, the Cavan ladies were defeated in the Little National Football League Division Two semi final down in Banagher on um, Sunday afternoon. They were they were leading at half time. But I think a 10-minute spell, I don't know that you get a report on this one, but a 10-minute spell yeah. after the break, four goals banged in on them. Shipped a few goals. Did that happened to them against Waterford before? Yeah, Waterford a goal machine, though. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's disappointing because it was a, they had a huge result down in, down in Killarney the week before. Yeah. And Kerry went on and beat Armagh in the semi-final. There you go, you know. it's it's um, It shows how good a win that was away to Kerry, but... Uh, they are betting in new players and they're getting players back all the time so the consistency I hope will come back but um, again probably in a little bit of transition that result is a bit of a setback but we said it last week if they could get to the league semi-final even if they lost it they wouldn't necessarily be a step back because of the transition that they're in yeah. so I, I think it's, they've done very well to, to reach that far that Kerry win would just give them a massive boost now if they lost that game there yeah. would have been a bit of a downer but um, that, that's a huge thing for them I think so I think so after the game uh, Mickey Brennan caught up with the Cavan selector Brian Donoghue Brian I suppose uh, that loss there today to Waterford hard one to take Cavan had all the chances in the second half but just didn't take them early on Yes Michael uh, we're very disappointed look we come down here hoping to get the performance and get back to a, a National League final but we didn't we didn't do enough performance wasn't good enough and uh, overall very disappointing and it's a tough one to take particularly the margin of uh, margin of uh, loss in the end disappointed yeah well, the, i suppose the margin of defeat in, in, in the end the margin of the loss the, the four goals in 9 minutes for waterford at a stage when cavan were probably dominant in the game um, one goal at the start but just looping over the goalkeeper lane into the back post and that probably was just you know just dropped the heads at that stage correct yeah look we had, we, we had possession the ball and we didn't finish out the attack and if, if it goes short you give good teams uh, the opportunity to counter attack and look in fairness to Waterford uh, they're a really good team and, and I, I fancy them now to um, possibly get the better of Kerry in the final you know and the best of luck to them but um, for ourselves now we'll probably take a few weeks off and uh, regroup for the championship you know that'll be the next phase of our season Looking at the Waterford team there then uh, Maria Delahunty at full forward and Michelle Ryan at centre forward and they were two key players for them Michelle Ryan ended up with 3-3 three, three, um, two of her goals coming in those uh, closing stages but uh, very hard players to, to deal with but Cavan's defence was stern today up until the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes um, and uh, I suppose it's just again missed chances up in the forward line that maybe cost you today Big time I would agree uh, look at when you have the opportunities you need to work the score we need to work the scoreboard better with, with, with more regular um, conversion of simple points and we didn't do that we weren't clicking over a point you know keeping the gap and then as you said look at Michelle Ryan's a very experienced player and, and, and she took her she took her scores well and she was a handful but uh, I would agree that look at defensively we were strong but we need to improve in every facet of our play and we're definitely a work in progress uh, Looking at it as well last year Cavan beaten in the Division 2 final by Tipperary in the closing moments of that game as well um, not going to a Division 2 final this year but look it's, it's, not, it's not a bad year when you get to a Division 2 semi-final no, no. Look at we. Uh, look at there's been much publicised um, <coughs> debate about the formation of our panel, but we have got stronger in the last few weeks, and we've got a few experienced players back. The Dunans are back, but um, look at we need everyone, everyone rowing the boat and rowing in the one direction, and um, we're going to need to keep this transition coming through because you just need to keep everyone on their toes and, and, and try and improve the quality because. Um, 
we're not the finished article yet and we're, you know we've a lot of improving to do yeah you need to regroup as you said uh, fine tune things you've got Ulster Championship next um, and, and that'll be the next aim and this game will have to be just a, a mark uh, put through it big time yeah look we're out on the 15th of June Michael and uh, we'll give the girls a couple of weeks now and let them regroup and maybe take a little rest I'm sure they'll go back to their clubs and get a few games under their belt which will be good for it'll be good for them it'll be good for us and then look at towards the end of the month we'll we'll regroup and set a wee training plan in uh, in phase for the summer so we have the winners of uh, Donegal and Tyrone and uh, looking forward to that I suppose you were saying there as well that uh, uh, about how the, the panel has been formed this year and that you've got a few players is the panel still open um, is there players still to come back in yeah, look at absolutely. Uh, we're at 26 at the minute, and you know you could always do it the five, six extra, and um, hopefully, you know, the minors should should go a long way. Uh, we'll we'll hopefully phase in some of them as the season evolves. But definitely, uh, Michael, we'll be keeping an eye on the club games now in the next few weeks. And our panel is always open ended, and any player who wants to come to Cavan and wants to commit and give the time and the effort, you know, they're they're more than welcome. And uh, give us a shout, and we'll get them on board. Yeah, so look, hard luck to the, the Cavan ladies there. Um, Look, a difficult league, as as Paul was saying, they, they they seemed to steady the ship just at the right time because they finished off with with three key victories. I think it was Wexford, Leash, Kerry, which got them into the semi final spot. So, um, you know, if they can just roll into that momentum coming into the Ulster Championship, um, you never know where it could take them. But wishing them the best of luck, and, and we'll we'll keep on top of it here on We Are Cavan Podcast. Um, the Cavan Mead game called off, Paul. Very disappointing. We were all eager to get out and see who was who was playing and who wasn't and who was in good form and get an idea of you might get an idea of systems or anything like that, but you get an idea of how a person is 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 handling ball. But called off down to the mumps. Yeah, the tinfoil hats were out. There was some conspiracy theories going around. <laughs> That's that. right. Now, the, what the conspiracy theory centered around was that. I think the Cavan Masters played in cross keys. They did? Yeah. On Good Friday? Yeah. So, they were okay to play on Friday, but not Sunday, or not Monday. And you'd imagine, you'd imagine, you know, things would be getting better every day rather than getting worse. Um, cause but then the game was called off, unless there was an outbreak of mumps amongst the over 40s. No. <laughs> on what, Saturday. What, what, what happened, what happened was, um, Mead, County Board got wind of it, the outbreak of mumps in the area, and Mead contacted Cavan oh, on, right. on Saturday, and they said that they had concerns about it, and both medical teams consulted, and they, they they advised the County Board that the game shouldn't go ahead because number one, mumps is highly contagious, and number two, it's very dangerous to adults. Um, if yeah. an adult gets mumps, it's some of these some of these diseases are particularly dangerous for adults, and, and mumps is one of them. Should not disease, I should say, but ailments and. Uh, the decision was made, so the county board had to contact the Den Club, because so, it was it was them that was organising the fixture and had got permission to have the fixture. So Den had an executive meeting on Sunday, and they they there was only no only one decision to make, and they were very disappointed to put a lot of work into it and the yeah. money spent printing programs and all that stuff. That the GA president was booked to come down, the weather was beautiful, and there was a great buzz because they had a golf classic on Friday. Um, but again, you know, the golf classic, you'd imagine that's a lot of people from the area and around it. Um, associating, but I think I think that the mumps virus can be can be and there's any doctors listening or medical people that tell us, but I think it can be can can be uh, passed on through the air. It's one of these ones, so maybe it's a, it's a thing that that um, it's literally in the area. You know, I I don't yeah. really know, but this is what I've been told, and there is it is a grey area. But anyway, they went by the advice of the medics. The game had to be pulled. I don't think Mickey Graham and his and his management will be will be too upset about it because. They're under a lot of pressure to get games played. Now, speaking of someone in Den, they did say that they're they're hopeful that they might get it played on the May Bank Holiday weekend. Oh, right. Now, that's going to be close, but to the Cavan match, um, I don't know when me they're out, but they're hopeful they might get it done then. Maybe they'll just have an opening and not have that match. I don't know, but that, they're looking at that weekend, but they're meeting with the HSC because they literally have to see when can they get clearance to resume activities. Right. So they're very right. disappointed about what was said to me was, It'd be worse if the game was called off because someone had died or it had been a tragedy in well, the area or something. That's it's just true. an unfortunate thing. But they had their golf classic and they have the facilities and they'll be there for generations to come. So whenever they open it happens, it'll, it'll be good. But 
it's, a, it's 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 just a disappointment that, all right that it that it was called off but probably the safer bet because it's not an easy thing to shake either the moment well, so you'd be a very brave man to stand up and say to the medics I'm actually going to ignore your advice and play it yeah and in two weeks time you realize that five or six of the Kavanaugh Mead players have the mumps. Exactly, you yeah. Know, yeah it was, that's there was no other decision could be made once the medical people had made their mind up. No. Um, everybody's wondering about the panel. Everybody's wondering about you know injuries. They're looking at team sheets and, and seeing guys who are maybe playing or maybe not playing for their club. Um, injury updates, have you have you heard much? Kieran Brady, I, I know, didn't play for Arva at the weekend and there's talk that he could be a doubt. Um, yeah, haven't heard much otherwise uh, to be honest um, a good few of the main players for the county seem to be playing with their clubs there yeah um, but I haven't heard a whole pile but obviously See, there are players with knocks it seems to be though um, it seems to be that there's there's plenty of there's more county players still playing with the clubs than um, than players out I, I think I Kieran, don't think it's an absolute crisis like, no no like Kieran Brady I think is the only one that 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 is noticeably out injured, and I see Kevin Tierney is is getting back. I'm hearing Michael Argue is getting back. Quiven O'Reilly isn't too far from getting back. You know, there's there's a a huge amount of talk about the players that are very close to coming back now, rather than rather than it weakening week by week. So I think Mickey Graham can breathe a sigh of relief. He has them gone now. The, the All County Football League uh, rounds are over for um, for county players at least, anyway. So. But it's it's uh, it's still something that I think needs a little bit of adjusting because I'm not sure. That I think again I'm not I'm not even going to try to quote the, the round numbers, but the round that was due to be played after Calvin played Monaghan was including the All County Football League players. But if all rounds have been brought forward a week, does that move that game back into before the the? the Monaghan game and therefore our county players going to play on that one I, I haven't seen the, the full details on this it's 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 going to take a, a fair bit of shuffling now what I have heard is that the um, the round 5 game that was called off for this coming weekend um, is put to the end of the league and that um, it won't affect championship they're going to be able to squeeze that in before championship as well, so because mm, on the email that came out, it said it, it said it, w- it would affect championship. Yeah, I think I I, I I actually I seen an email last night on it that said it, it it won't affect championship. But what it will mean is that there's games week in week out. You still have your June break, and there's no game on on the weekend of Cavan Monaghan. But um, other than that, you you're, you're going to have games every week right through until your championship break I think essentially unless sorry that's if you make a league final or semi-final okay so it's going to be it's going to be congested but look at we love to get lots of football so we do so we can't really complain give us plenty to talk about exactly um, don't forget as always folks to let us know um, on Twitter or on Instagram on Facebook of your nominations for the team of the week for the Die Hards podcast which will be taken later on in the week um, we'll also be looking back over St. Pat's Dalton Cup final they were beaten by Mahara, uh, St. Pat's Mahara in that one um, and we'll be previewing Cavan against Fermanagh in the Ulster Minor Championship Paul caught up with Gary Farley um, so we'll be doing that all on the Die Hards podcast later on in the week Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Kevin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap. And Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah!